By the way, I did not mean to, but I got dressed today, and I was like, why am I giving, like, Southern Housewife vibes today? Yeah, when you we're got talking. That. It's not bad, though. Mm-mm. I mean, that's not a bad thing. No, pod. but it's like... I, I I think I like love a themed situation so much that like I've subconsciously just started dressing in theme for my whole life. I like that. It's like when I go to Alabama and I just all of a sudden have an Alabama accent. Just totally. Like immediately. Not even talking to someone. Yeah, I started watching um uh Premier League soccer and now like I use British phrases. So What's that a good be, Brit- that's, what, that's be, what's a good British phrase? Well, give me give me one. Well, what I can't say because my if that ever gets out, my mom would kill me. It starts with a C. But um What? That's <laughs> I have but, no idea. Uh I think the other one's like grafting when you're like working hard. I didn't know that was like working hard to gain someone's affection. Oh. Grafting. I use bruv a lot as like a joke. What is bruv. it? Bruv. Like bruv. Like B R U B, I guess. Bro. What does that mean? It's just like bruh. Bro. Like, come on, bruh. Yeah, bro. Right now, I, I like bro. You know, I, how, like, I get that part, but like, why the V? I get it. I bro. get it. It's just their I'm accent. Questioning it. I'm just questioning. Bro. I use it a lot, actually. It's gonna um, slip into the podcast at some point, but the weird dynamic between like Southern accent and then like British accent. Just gonna be a little weird this year. Not gonna no, lie. it's fair. It's fair. All right, we ready to do this? Bruv. Bruv. <laughs> Go, bruv. Three, hit, two, one. Oh, that's a top five can crack. Cheers. That, I was just gonna say that was an excellent can crack. Um, Did you hear in. my childish response? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> we love Sorry. it. Um, yeah. So not so great was our uh, podcast attempt of last yeah. week. We do need to discuss this oh with the people. God. We do have clips that th- thank you to producer Matt for like finding a way to get clips from that episode. We will post them. Um, it's like pretty entertaining. But long story short, there was such a delay because my hotel Wi-Fi was so bad that like it there was just no synergy. It was so clunky. And you guys know that we'll post pretty much anything. Because it's just very natural on our end. This yeah. was just too... We couldn't even put you through it. We really couldn't. It's... uh The delay was hilarious. And by the end of it, you would think that we would have got it down. No. Um, no. We, would try, we were really trying. We like, were. We, we were. It was not for lack of effort. But it was a challenge. You ate pizza. Like, there was yeah. some... It, it, it was so... It, I wanted it to be so bad that it was good. But it was so it bad, was just, and I just, just think it was just bad. bad. Like, it was yeah. just bad. Um, we were hoping that there would be content to emerge, and then our post-show meeting was like, let's just, like, never speak of this again, which we're doing Yeah, let's just but, never. Well, maybe, like, one time when there's, like, something very, like, a lull in time next off-season, we'll be like, this is what we talked about, and it was pretty bad. Um, but we do have a lot to talk about, because it's talking season. Yes. It is talking season. Um my level of Fox given say this like every media day things is so low, but there is content coming from media days, SEC media days. Yeah. Uh, I do like the Nashville vibes seem good for the SEC Nashville media vibes days. seem amazing. It, yeah. I've seen a lot of social media content. I'm kind of getting FOMO. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't think that I was going to get FOMO, but I, I definitely have some. Yeah. So we, we enjoy it from afar. Right. Yes. And I am enjoying it because football is coming. Um, the most important thing to be said, of course, over the last couple of days is that Nick Saban is a fan of Carrot Kid. Now, first and foremost, thoughts on this. Very important. Okay. Yeah, this is probably the most important topic to discuss. Um, I want to just preface this by saying I did not put this in the doc to discuss. This was Adam's idea. I didn't want to bring up Nick Saban. Um, but here we are. And you know what? This are is you what happy I love to talk we about. are though yes. that we've arrived yes, here? here? We are. It's fucking carrot first, cake. First and foremost, um, I love cake. I don't know if I've had this discussion on this podcast. I think I've told you about this, my like obsession with cake. But I had like a weird conversation with my family, like probably over a year ago now, where I was like, "What is it that you guys like think about like every day? Like, is there something that every day you think about?" And I was like, "Yeah, cake. Like, I I legitimately think about cake every day because I love cake." 
So when not only do I love cake, but I also very much love carrot cake. Love carrot cake. Top tier. There is a TikTok of this like man who's like a firefighter. And he's like, carrot cake? And like my family jokes, that's me because I legitimately love carrot cake. When we had it for Easter, we had like the mini individual ones. Not even going to disclose how many I had, okay? Not even going to discuss it. We're just going to let it go. Carrot cake is a superior cake. Now, do I think it is the best cake of all? No, but I would say it's probably in my top five of cakes, probably top three of cakes. What's your cake take? I'm not a carrot cake guy, okay? At all? I'm not. I mean, no, I'm not really a cake guy. I I actually... I've kind of come to terms with this like today, right? Like I, I like I'm realizing that I'm not much of a cake guy. And I'm I'm here to say it. I'm 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 tired of hiding from it. What I I What about it don't I you think like? I don't not like it. I, I first off, a, a good chocolate cake okay. is is just a very solid but I'm not much of an ice. Here's what I want. You want you, like I, I didn't want to take it here immediately, but I'm gonna go here. We're going here. Give me a big brownie with a big scoop of vanilla ice cream, like the classic dessert. It, it that is so much better than a piece of fucking cake. I that is so much better. disagree. I cannot believe you're saying this. Brownies, I, 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 a a quality. Yeah, like a brownie. Is a it that you're not an icing guy? Because I can get that. Of... No, I'm team icing. I'm team icing. And look, I've got kids, three kids, so I yeah. do this fucking cake thing a but, lot. Okay, 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 okay. But time out on the the kid cake thing. Are you, what kind of kid cake are we getting here? Is this like it's a priority, it's, it... and we make good cakes that are homemade, or go to like a really good bakery, or is this like no, we're no, picking no. up the sheet I, cake not... at the local grocery store? First off, ice cream cake is disgusting. Nothing. Not a big ice cream. <laughs> oh, you know what? I actually like, don't it's... really love ice cream cake either because I love cake so okay. much that I don't need the ice cream in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think ice cream cake, you're trying to, right? Funfetti, I like. I'm a good Funfetti cake. Like Funfetti, like I eat like a, a child, but I just, I just thought about this today and I knew you would have problems with this take before I even unleashed it. Because I'm pretty sure um, I told you about my cake just obsession. Just not a key. I, you may have. This is not purposely trolling. I'm not trolling you. I, okay. I just, when when he said carrot cake, I'm like, oh, carrot cake's farting. Like you give it on the table, I'll dabble with a little fork. You give me a fork, I'll try it. Oh, that's Cream cool. cheese carrot frosting. Cake, I'm just not going to seek it out. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not. Then you give me like a fucking chocolate brownie with a big scoop of ice cream on top and the table will devour it much more than it'll devour carrot cake. Okay. Well, this is where I'm we sorry part ways. It's okay. It, but, I feel well, like here. you betrayed my trust, but it's okay. I, I, the more cake for me, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. Um, the, the other part <laughs> of Saban, by the way, that was really funny when he talked about visiting Ferrari, which is like, this has got to be your content. Like, right. Do you want to, you can take this. I will I, hand it to you. For those who didn't watch uh, or not watch it on YouTube, I literally just like lost my mind physically because when Kramer said that, because I was going to bring it up, he was talking about Ferraris. So I do know that he has two Ferraris at home. I've seen pictures of them. And wow. he, I knew he was in Italy and um, I heard that people were saying real tied to him. Okay. I didn't know he went on a tour of the Ferrari factory. Okay. I, I, there may have been text messages exchanged where I was like, if Nick ever wants to go to a Ferrari F1, to an F1 race with Ferrari, I would like to be invited because I feel like that's just like a bond we have, that and carrot cake. I, and I think we're the same person basically, you know, besides like all the championships and accolades and being the goat and stuff. And Alabama football. Yeah. Like I think genuinely we are the same person at this point. Um, so that's. That's fair. I also like rants too. So I think we certainly have a lot in common. But yeah, that was, it was basically like a full page content thing of like Ferrari, cake, and football, college football. Roll tide. That is true though. I mean, this is like, that is position. Like that is team page right there. Yeah. Or for like, I, I do, I'll say this. Cake is, I, I like hearing from Nick Saban. I really do. And I can't wait. Okay. Till he bites somebody's fucking head off 
at that first post-practice press conference when someone asked about the starting court. Did anyone ask that? They had to ask that. And did he get pissed no, off? No, I think see he it got all? ahead of it. I think he got ahead of it. But I will say I did see, I was surprised that Paul Feinbaum had made some comments before Nick arrived in Nashville about his legacy. Did yeah, you know, I would these? like to talk about this, by the way. Okay. Yes, go there. Please so go there. I, I want to talk about this because it was so annoyingly clickbaity in the sense of like, it was just to make Alabama fans upset. Like he starts by saying like, yeah, this guy's won like all these championships in this many years and he's, you know, but his legacy is in question because he hasn't, you know, he lost a national championship, missed the playoff last year. And that's like, you realize it's more successful than 95% of all programs, not even just like individual coaches um, to have like what, six and 16 years. Um, that, like That's insane. So first of all, what? And like he went on this like whole rant about his legacy. Then today I saw um, Saban was there and he was talking on Feinbaum and uh, he asked him a question about the rat poison. And uh, Nick did not look him in the eye. And I think that was on purpose because like <laughs> I would not look that guy in the eye either. But what are your takes from a non-biased perspective? Like to say, okay, yeah, obviously he's great, but his legacy is in question. Like I don't know if I don't know if legacy was the right word, but I what do you think the like situation is there? I what think, would your take be on that? I, I think it's a very dumb thing to say. I think that you can look at Nick Saban's body of work and very definitively say the legacy is massive in nature and nothing that he does from this point forward is going to change that. Yes. He can add to it. You mm-hmm. can add to it. If they win another national championship, you could say, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. And frankly, right now, I don't know if I do. And I'm not even saying that as a knock. There's no question he can cement, he can build layers on top of this. That is such a dumb fucking thing to say. Like, that is an exhaustingly stupid spring media day, whatever, summer media. Like, yeah. It's infuriating, honestly, that that's the opinion that you're going to think that somehow... We're going to like that if he doesn't win. And by the way, it's not like they're bad. They're like on the verge of the playoff. And that's what we're going to say. Like, oh boy. And and the other thing though, Paige, like are we, we're talking about like two different things. We're talking about like the Saban thing and the Georgia thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Georgia. We're talking about Alabama. We can have two separate conversations. You can yeah. say, hey, if Georgia wins another one, Kirby Smart is on this fast track to like college football league, which he's probably there already. We can have a conversation about that. We can also acknowledge that, like, frankly, without Nick Saban, there is no Kirby Smart. Right. And without Alabama's blueprint, there is no Georgia blueprint. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm not not a hot take at all. So I, this is why Media Days pisses me off, is because of stuff like this that we, we like, can't help ourselves. I can't help but get angry. Exactly. And, like, I give us the cake content and the funny stuff. Um, one thing hey. I do want to say is, can we please do away with coach intros when they go up to the podium? I, if I have to listen to another coach, give me a 10 minute long. And I think Kirby made fun of somebody and called it like a filibuster. If I have to listen to a 10 minute long, like discussion of just them putting stuff out, like my wife and I went on our, our vacation and we usually have it come. This is my sixth media day as a head coach, blah, blah, blah. And I don't mean to be picking on Billy Napier because that was his. Um, lead into a speech today, but it's the most fresh in my mind because I just watched it. But it, I, I stop. I don't, I don't want to hear ten minutes of you talking about like the state of your program. Like, let's just get to the people asking you, like, you know, about carrot cake or the very niche, um, you know, beat reporter who's asking you very specific about your middle linebackers. Like, I just, I want to get to that part. I don't need the coach like sitting there rambling for ten minutes that it, that's been prepared for him by somebody else. Um, yes, I think that Media Days is about stupid, charming quotes, and yes. let's just get to them, right? Like, it, it's tough. If you're a guy like Billy Napier, you know that you're going to be asked about, like, your defense. hot seat, <laughs> hot seat related things, right? Like, hey, how are you going to keep your job? Yeah. So I understand a coach wanted to do it, but I agree with you. It's a, it's a quality tactic to kill time. Like, just so, sit on the football, right? Totally. Yeah, I, I would appreciate, like, 
like some coaches getting ahead, like you said, like when, you know, they, you know what they're going to ask you about, like hot seat or, you know, if you're Lincoln Riley in at Pac-12 Media Days, I'm sure you're preparing for questions about defense. Same with Napier. Like you want to get ahead of it and be like, oh, we're working on this. We've brought in this, blah, 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 whatever. I It's just, it's so boring to me having them just say it. I wonder, I'm like, hey, props to the media people that are willing to say some of the funniest things to these people during these like pressers, especially at SEC Media Days. It gets weird. Um, I don't know if you saw, but somebody asked Sam Pittman about beer, like a certain type of beer, and I don't know what I, it was. And he's like, that one Sam's, makes me burp. Yeah. Guys, I love him. Great. I forgot. Like, I don't forget, but like, there's just so much like Looney Tune-ness in the SEC that I sort of like forgot how like just lovable and charming he is. And like, I don't know if you saw the hog statue outside of his house. Like, I, oh, I yeah. love him. I love him so much. I, uh, I do too. I was starting to work through my power rankings, by the way, uh, my initial ones, and I have a hard time ranking them. Um, it's really hard doing this. I forgot how hard it was yeah. to do this shit. Um, yeah, they're a tough team. You know, their their schedule sucks per usual, and it's gonna, you know, even though they're getting some good breaks finally in the future, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, they're gonna win seven or eight games. They're gonna lose a game um, they shouldn't. They're gonna win a game they shouldn't. Someone sent to him in like asking him a question about like their tough schedule and was like. You're, you know, you've always said you guys have the toughest schedule and you're about to three-peat, which is, like, so true. Like, why? Poor Arkansas. I feel bad. Like, it you're is. about to three-peat on that. Yeah, exactly. Forgetting Georgia and that three-peat. Let's talk about this. I, um, well, I do, I do want to talk about the Georgia, Kirby Smart, like, the, there's a couple of things that he said. It's been a really weird offseason for them, and it's yes. sad, and you have the speeding tickets, and then you have the number one team in the country trying to three-peat with a schedule. Thank me. That, frankly, that's very three-peatable. But I, I, I really enjoy hearing him talk about how he's doing this and why he's doing it, because largely because it's through the, it's got a very saving vibe to it. And I think when he talks about, there's two things that I found interesting. Okay. He says, I don't care about the three-peat or the two-peat. I care about complacency. And I think the hardest, the, the most incredible thing that I think they've been able to do, and, and we've seen this with Saban, how hard it is to win, is to build a roster of, of players that, you know, is able to reboot after the previous year. I think that was, they lost so many pieces last year, right? Heading into right. last season. Look yeah. at the defense, the Kobe Dean, and all those pieces that they lost. Um, George Pickett, like all these guys. And I think that helped them because it was like kind of a clean slate. This year, it's kind of the opposite. You've got a new quarterback. We can talk about that in a sec. Yes. You've got Brock Bowers. You you got but you've got all these guys that are were contributors, and you've got these huge recruiting classes. And so, if there is a slip up, it feels like this is the kind of year that yeah. is a fascinating battle of the elite. Like like that is a fascinating internal struggle. It's to a me. problem you want to have. Obviously, it is a problem. But... It is a rich programs problem. Yes, but it is still a fascinating struggle that for somebody has to lead. I'm I'm just fascinated by because it cannot be easy. Granted, Paige, it's Billy Napier. Hey, Billy, you want this problem? He'd be like, fuck yeah, buddy. Like sign me up. But yeah. it is still a problem nonetheless. Um, it's funny that you said it was a Saban type thing because the rat poison question I mentioned earlier was basically like. You know, Alabama players have been saying that they're like people are sleeping on them. They're essentially doubting them. Okay, and that's not something they've had before or often. And Saban brought up the complacency of like maybe the last couple of years and like just riding on the fact that you're Alabama and that you're going to get in to the college football playoff and you know not winning those games or having games be tight against other opponents that you normally don't have that issue with and you're not steamrolling everybody and playing murder ball like you're used to um so it is very similar to that what I find funny and ironic about it is that that term has now been turned into kind of how Kirby is acting towards some of the off the field issues that his you know program has seen and I do have to say that to me is very anti-Saban because there would not be a world where this I and I'm not saying that this is like all Kirby's responsibility because I understand these are kids and you're dealing with that. But it, there is a little bit of like, do you have control over some of the issues in your program? And that can seep into situations where 
it causes problems on the field. There hasn't been any disciplinary. And by the way, these aren't just like speeding tickets. This is like reckless driving, especially after like a fatal incident involving Georgia's program. It's it's actually just it seems very odd that there's not I don't think there's been any like discipline yet. I think they're thinking about that. But like ha- like some of their really good players could end up being disciplined for some of this stuff early in the season. Yes, of course, it's not going to affect them like long term or making the playoff. But it's kind of serious to especially when you're trying to start off on the right foot and you are going to that three peak. You are going to have a new quarterback. It is all going to hinge on that because he's got pieces everywhere else. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed a little odd because Kirby's been such a darling for everybody that I feel like there is a lot of conversation amongst media about sort of how this offseason has been handled. It's, um, it's also to, to find a parallel with everything going on in Northwestern, right? And these mm-hmm. two things are very, very different. So let's like acknowledge that. Yes. But it also speaks to the role of the head football. This is mm-hmm. the CEO of a football program and one of the most important people at the university. I think it honestly for a lot of these schools, given the revenue a guy like Kirby Smart or Nick Saban generates, it is they are more than just a, the guy that leads the team. They are yeah. the cash cow, right? So it does speak to like how much involvement, how much responsibility does Kirby Smart bear in this? And I think yeah. the answer is all of it, right? Yeah. Like now, that's not to say Kirby Smart should know how fast a player is driving at all hours. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when you're assigned this role, it does kind of become your job, right? Yeah. Like, and and well, with, we're, again, Northwestern different, completely different. But totally we're, different. We're trying to figure out how to place the blame here with yeah. Pat Fitzgerald or other coaches, and that's the job. That yeah. is part of this really difficult well, job. And that's, you just hit it completely. It's difficult. It is so hard. It is not an easy task. I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, you should fully have control and you should be punishing left and right. It's a hard balance to work. But also like we've seen, you know, it get out of hand and what that can do to a program. We've seen issues happen and programs fix it. It, it, there, it's such a delicate battle, especially with those are two very different things that, you know, those schools and programs are dealing with. But like you said, head coach, there's a lot more to it. And it is a very difficult job. So I do want to acknowledge that fact. But like, it does seem like maybe Kirby is being a little complacent with some of the this stuff because of this. And also that we've talked about this all the time comes with the success of it. You've won two national championships like the hammer is not going to be as hard on you when you're not doing that. But it, it could slip out of hand pretty quickly. Why it's while it is his responsibility, it's also a little bit unfair and those two things counter each other. Yeah. Because you are in you are in charge of so many people from so many different backgrounds that are making these split decisions as they come. Mm-hmm. It's, that is a job. Kirby Smart makes what ten or eleven million dollars a year. So everybody like that that is a job. There's a weight to that that is like unimaginable, quite frankly, of trying to yeah. think of trying to manage what he does. Totally. He has been to your original point. It's become weirdly. Right before we're coming on here, we see that the um, like the local paper issued a contract, uh, like fired somebody and issued an apology for how they've covered Georgia. Like this whole off season has been straight. And if you want to try to find a hole in what Georgia's doing, it has not been a good off season. It has not. Been, it has been disruptive. It's been strange. Will that have an impact on the field? Like I have no idea. But it, th- there are some. Really weird vibes, albeit very successful ones surrounding yes. this football program now. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, but he did mention that Carson Beck is the front runner for starting quarterback for them. Yes. Um interesting. Yes. I, I keep forgetting I, that like we are getting a lot of not first time quarterbacks, but a lot of like new faces in new places. And I mean, a lot of the sport does hinge on that and the success of that. Um curious what your thoughts were on his quarterback takes i'm surprised he said anything first of all mm-hmm. that maybe was the biggest surprise it'd be very much like him to say uh, like we'll see but he did say hey here's the leader of the clubhouse and i i'm curious like did you find that surprising because i was like i i expect like i expected a nothing burn out of this but the um beck has been the kind of the guy we've been sort of assuming would be this person no like that's kind of how i yeah, I'm not shocked well, by I mean, this. Other than other than we got some feedback, which is more yeah. than we knew, like normally get. 
because we saw him when you know things were getting out of hand even at the national championship um so we've seen you know reps from him in real time since Georgia's blowing past everybody but yeah I'm curious to see how it goes and how that transition is because it is um difficult and like you know there hasn't been a three-peat I think they said since like Minnesota in like 1930 something so like that's what's insane what's really interesting by the way is I just went to look at Heisman odds Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this early in the offseason, like pick a quarterback, any quarterback, whether it's Alabama or Georgia or even Ohio State. If you have a feel for a guy, get him before it's announced and you can get great odds. There are no Heisman odds currently up. And I can't speak to exactly why, but I will bet you that Kirby's comment has has changed that because the moment, the moment he names a starter, that quarterback has to become one of the top five favorites, yes, because it's the best team in football yeah. and – Brock Bowers, et cetera. So I was just going to say, um, I've only yeah. put money on Brock Bowers. I know, I know. And I, I like this is the first time in a long time. Let me make sure I'm reading this right because I'm probably doing something stupid. But I don't think I am for once. No, there are no, at least on DraftKings, there for are once. no current Heisman odds, which is interesting. But, you know, nonetheless, they will be back. Um, Hugh Freeze. Uh, First off, okay. what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I well, why are you laughing first of all? I'm laughing because we were just talking about like things being covered weirdly and like Hugh Freeze, I think, had as successful of a media day as you can have coming back to the SEC since leaving in sort of an interesting manner from Ole Miss. Um years ago one way to put it yeah but I mean it seemed like he kind of it it went really well all things considered I thought it was gonna be a little bit more brutal for him I think it it could be throughout the season depending on how well they do um that that stuff comes up that's just the nature of the beast unfortunately but I thought it was very like normal like it was more normal than I kind of expected for him for this media day well, and that's kind of, there's two parts of this that I'm fascinated. A, um, we spent months like digesting the hire from a moral standpoint and a, oh, gross, right? Like that was the collective, like, are you serious? Yeah. Now that it's here, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel that way, not you, but collectively we shouldn't feel however we feel about this. Okay. But you actually think about the fit and you're like, hmm. Yeah, football wise, this is actually be pretty good. Like, yeah. like if I now again, I I gotta like like different distance myself from it. But like again, I go back to like doing these power rankings. I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn is like way better than we think. Oh, totally. Be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so it's funny when I hear him talking about two quarterbacks, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Robbie Ashford and then um, Peyton Thorne from Michigan State, who's had some really good moments. And I do think it's funny though that he's like he's he's forless. He thinks that like yeah, this is this is great. We could do it this way. First off, this will be the last time that Hugh Freeze ever says like let's play two quarterbacks. Right? That is what the yeah. incoming coach inheriting these QBs does. Does he exactly. never wants to speak this ever again? But collectively, do I think that could work? And do I think they could be better? And he's still a pain in Nick Saban's ass, like he is. Um, and. I don't know. I don't know what to think of them other than I am very curious. This is a this is a roster that has some talent. And actually the quarterbacks are pretty interesting. No matter what he says, this is not he does not want to be playing two of them. And yet this but, is a team I feel like we've completely ignored because the hire itself got so much coverage we sort of just stopped talking. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's but it's very interesting. Like you said, he doesn't want to be saying this, but here we are in talking season come, you know mid-October, there's going to be one guy they're not going to be playing to. He just needs to see them. <laughs> like, he and needs more time. He it's needs adorable. more time. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Good that, for him. that's exactly it. Yeah. Good for him. It's like, it's, it's um, like no, guys. He, Seriously, it could work. At least he didn't give us a nothing burger. You know what I mean? I love that no, phrase. No, and I, I, I do think it is a great phrase. Um, I think he did hold, like, he has acknowledged stuff, um, whether you believe him or not, like, whatever. Like, that's, again, whatever. a different that's story deep. entirely, but he's kind of confronted everything head on. Yeah, and which I appreciate. You know what? Well, I do too. Yeah, like, I appreciate well, just like you know what it is. What it is. Let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Now we got to switch conferences, and specifically uh, we got to go 
Oh uh, yeah, we to your go conference is not mine. Do, don't even, don't even, my, don't even call it my conference. My adopt a conference is definitely the Pac-12, <laughs> but it is your conference at least for the time being. Yes. And what is going on with this TV rights deal? This is a nothing where, where burger again. Here we go with a nothing burger. Pac-12 sources say, you know, in the near future, we're going to find out what this what this uh, TV rights deal is, and also I. I I just don't care. It's not going to make any of this better. The ten teams that are left are going to get screwed, and they're all going to leave. This is I. I'm I'm no hope. So, um, okay, that's darker than I thought it would be. But fine, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> You're like, wow, um, that took a turn for the well, the worst. So you have, real they quick. have their they have their media days coming up. Yes, and they're not going to announce it there. It feels like we've been reading this headline for a year more. I don't know. Um, yes, and it does feel like this is a really top evaluation. Now, I did see in some of the reporting, and I forget who it was, that maybe new potential fits were coming back to the tape. And I don't know how real that was. And maybe that's ESPN. Who knows what it is? Um, it's going to be a mix of streaming and television, blah, 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 blah. So you would think there's only a couple of different networks that would be in on this. Now, I'm going to go the other side. I think this is a great deal. You're not going to be paying premium dollar for the Pac-12. I, okay, like that's fine. Uh, yes, but there is a cult-like following and a, a late-night TV ownership that I still think works incredibly well because we're a bunch of fucking degenerates, So first off. Yes. I I want this to be a good deal for your yeah. conference, is what so I'm saying. I, I want this speaking, to go well. I was speaking from like a strictly like school perspective and like program perspective of like yes we're screwed and this isn't going to be great from like a tv right probably true. And if i'm in yes. streaming i'm buying i'm buying low because like you just said like there's a whole bunch of dege degenerates out there oh words are hard right um hard. that are gonna watch on friday nights that are you know insane psychos so like you know what i i if i was you know Amazon Prime or, you know, Apple TV, I would maybe dip my toe in it um, on the streaming side because you're going to get like a very niche fan base and it's going to be worth it. But yeah, in terms of like teams and what they're going to get for this stuff, like ugh, I, it's going to be tough. So I can I, see and I can't and I'm I find it interesting, too, that they waited so long to do this. It feels like odd timing to announce it, like maybe when there's like not a lot of time for like other people to be moving around. So like if the yes. offer is bad and you're not going to get like a huge slice of the pie, there's a lot of other conferences that have discussed realignment. Summer is usually the time for those things to kind of come about. So I feel like they're almost like trapping the Pac-12 teams. Is well, it going to be the Pac-10? Uh, have they addressed that yet? We, no, they haven't. Um, oh, that would be so weird to forever to say 12. Um, <laughs> but I do, the quote, this is from ESPN and uh, I think Heather Dinich, um, but it says our, our 10 schools have been ridiculously patient. This is from a source. Um, that patience is about to pay off. Is it though? Is it? Is it? Is it? Like, oh, it better be you? good. It better be sweet. I will come on here and apologize. I will apologize and apologize. I will, but. Mm. I, I will. Look, I don't know what's going to happen, but there are a lot of programs left in that conference that are very intriguing to me. Mm -hmm. And. I love my late night degenerate football. I don't yeah, want I, it to be me, fucked with. I love it. I'm just bitter and angry because it's just frustrating to like be the butt of every joke. Like I just I'm tired of it. You're not look, we have Pac twelve synergy on this podcast, okay? <laughs> and when we start previewing conferences, which I think we have to do like soon, like I was watching ESPN the other night and there were like six weeks to football. Holy shit, gotta get ready. Like, oh God. Like terrifying like that's yeah. real like it's it's actually happening so we kind of have to figure it start out making picks texas by the way oh gosh Get here ready. we go again like, um, oh yeah oh yeah like it's just firing up like choo choo like it's gonna go bad but i'm i'm I think i'm committing to the bed here page like i'm just a little preview um, i love how like of all the teams and programs for you to hop on bandwagons you've chosen texas and michigan uh, literally the ones that are going to hurt me the worst and that yep. will be the most yes. painful, right? Like you pick Washington this year and be like, yeah, okay, good try. That was cute. But, I'm not, yeah. but you pick Texas and it's like, it's, yeah. no. and I'm not fully there yet, but I'm really. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. I am. 
Um, San Diego State, drinking the Kool Aid. I find this story hilarious. So San Diego State is remaining in the Mountain West. They settled their disputes. San Diego State was going to withdraw. Conference basically said, you can't do that. They were going to withhold um, basically their payouts for this. And yeah. they're essentially finding a middle ground that San Diego State has to pay for the legal fees, et cetera. Yeah. So I used it on Twitter. I'll use it here. This is like, you know, let's not get divorced. Let's have a baby. Right, that's what. That's <laughs> it what is. San Diego wow, State that's amazing! I didn't doing, see that on Twitter. I, I that's, oh, that is you. wonderful. I the, and also the other part of this report too is that um, they uh, San Diego State was waiting for the Pac-12 deal to see like what the situation was going to be there, um, and I just find it like hilarious that like the Pac-12 was like, no, 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 we're good at San Diego State. It's like, all right, that's mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Um, that probably would have been good to bring them in, um, but yeah. This this feels a little awkward. It's like you you nailed it. I there's nothing um, else I can say to make that better. See, like this is the this is a sign though of college athletics too, right? Like this chicken is gonna be oh, this, like yes. this is what happens. We talked about it. The Spider Man meme of like everybody pointing. Yeah, and but like San Diego State was close to being in a really shit position, like a really shit position, and contractually on the hook for all these things. They asked for a, an extension and. I would love to know the back channel conversation that led to this resolution because yeah. I think they would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, I don't remember this. This is a new one from a real live standpoint, like a, like a hug it out, just well, hug it out, pay yeah, hundred thousand dollars of legal fees. Hug it yeah, out. We'll, we'll, we'll stick to it. Um, something I found interesting was, um, Sankey saying at SEC media days that he's good with just 16 teams, which like in my mind, I took that as, they will kick people out and bring people. They don't want to do more than 16. My mind is like, wait, immediate to that people are going to get relegated and this is the best. Like, I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. Like, this can turn into, like, the gauntlet of joining. Like, they could set, like, a number at these conferences and have, like, the the power, you know, we have the power five, but the power three is basically what we're going to get in super conferences yes. and, like, just battle it out. Like, I, I love this. It, that That's what I took away from that, even though that's, like, such a far-fetched idea. Yeah, but it's but part kind of, of funny. Me, I part of me is like that. That a lot of the ideas that are happening in college football right now were far-fetched, and here we are. So you know, I'm gonna I stick with that agree one. With you because you like he he didn't say like we love what we have. Yeah, we love our current members. We love yes. our current. It's not we're it good was, with sixteen. Oh, we're good with sixteen. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're like um, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, I guess you're like go like yeah. um and and I, but yes, he's very tactical. Missouri, too. like you're worried. Missouri, you're worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, yay. You know, you got Florida State and Clemson. Little little trade out. Um, he is very measured in what he says. So I kind of like your approach on this. That and if we're heading that way, deep down, uh, you and I are both excited. I can't wait. Though so, so that is absolutely it'll be really hard. It'll be. It will make our jobs a lot harder to cover this sport because then we'll just never sleep and never have an off season. But yes. I'm here for it. Uh, um, the quarterback doc on Netflix, I have not watched yet. Um, it's been a busy week. So first and foremost, are you into it? Are you in now? So I, full disclosure, I've not finished the first season. I've seen like three episodes, I think. I think it's terrible. Not, okay. I no. shouldn't say I think it's terrible. I just I like think it's take, very... Though. It's very cookie cutter because it's produced by NFL Films and Omaha Productions, which is obviously the Mannings. And it's just very cookie cutter. Like, I think when I think Netflix doc, I think we're going to get a little bit more than what we already see on like Hard Knocks or just in like NFL film stuff in general, if you follow their content during the year. This felt very like promotional of the quarterback position and like here and there touched on like little bits and pieces that could have been deep but aren't so like for example Kirk Cousins like meets with a psychologist and like we get a clip of him talking to him about maybe some of the hard stuff and you realize it's like this is a setup clip of them talking and then closed doors and then they're really going to have the like deep conversation that they are going to have not saying we need to sit in on his therapy session but I think just going into it a little bit more this very much like the documentary starts off with Peyton Manning talking about how like the most difficult position in the entire 
world of sports is the quarterback. So it just felt very like, you know, feel bad for quarterbacks and, you know, this is really difficult. And to be fair, that is valid, okay? But we all know that already. Like, there's nothing new in it. And I think they chose very different guys. So that was that's the one thing I will say is I did enjoy, like, the different, like, mindsets and attitudes that each of the quarterbacks had. Because, like, Pat Mahomes, you get, like, the more cocky, the more, like, outspoken and kind of just, like, huh, having a great time. Like, and then you've got, like, the Kirk Cousins who, like, it hasn't been the easiest of roads and he's had his ups and downs and people make fun of him because he's, like, full dad. Um, and that very much shows in this documentary. And then you got a Marcus Mariota who, like, even mentions, like, he considered even playing, continuing playing football at all. I'm like, I wish we would have gotten more into that. And I actually don't know if we do or not um, later in the episode. So if you're listening to this and you've seen all of it and you're like, oh, they do get into that, great. But I think the first, like, three episodes for me just felt very, like, it wasn't deep enough. It just felt like a promotional thing. It wasn't, like than really digging deep on anything. Well, because Hard Knocks does. Hard Knocks gets into at least a little bit how the sausage is made. Like, you start to see a little bit. Um, I will say, though, next season, I haven't watched it yet, but they're doing a season two already. Yes. Um, Joe Burrow, obviously, it needs to be on that. Like, right? Like, I'm speaking for me and for you, Joe. Yes. Um, I'd love Jordan Love. On there, I would love that to see would be a great one. what is that dude going to go through. Um, and then I'd love, like, Bryce Young. I'd love a rookie, which they'll never do. But I'd yeah, love to see the... I'd like to see that or, like, an Andy Dalton. Where, like, like, it's, like, yes. a guy who's been the guy, a guy who hasn't been the guy, a guy who's going to back up the guy. Like, I want someone like that. Because I also find, like, career... Not he's not a career backup. People are going to come for me. But I want to see, like, guys that are, like, not the stars having conversations about well, this. Because if you say career backup, people are be like, okay. Like, you're not going to be But bad. there are some people it. that would But no, I, I agree with you. I think Jordan Love would be an absolutely interesting one. When I was thinking of next season, I didn't even consider him. But that that is the kind of stuff I want to see is, like, stuff we haven't seen before. The conversations we haven't heard before. Like, this felt very... Like, okay, cool. Um, but I I will say, like, I'm gonna watch all of it. That's the thing. It's like I'm a sucker for this kind of content because I even I, I think what I enjoyed most about it was just like going through some of the games from last season. That was like the highlight for me was like when they're talking through games during the season. Like I'd much rather yeah. that just be the whole entire thing as opposed to them trying to like dig into their personal life but barely digging into it a little bit. Um yeah, I felt like well, I would have been fine if we just, you know, followed quarterbacks throughout the year and they just sat and told us about what they were thinking mm-hmm. each game. I will say um, Patrick Mahomes, like, shit-talking is hilarious. Like, I love him because he sounds like Kermit the Frog and he just can he talk does. that shit, which is he so great. He can talk that shit. Yes. He can. He totally can. He backs it up, so he can. That's amazing. No, he really can talk that shit. Yeah, but I would um, say in terms of reviews, not great on my end. And I'm the do- sports documentary queen. This is not a 10 out of 10 for me. I um makes me not want to watch it. I will. No, you will, though. You will. Like, I, I'm wanting to watch it because like there's st- little bits and pieces in there that are good. But it's overall, it's like um I, there's an influencer. Her name's Tinks. I don't know if you've heard of her. No. Um, But oh, she talks about, like, if something is, like, what level, like, phone distraction it is. So, like, what's the level you'll, like, be on your phone and it's, like, on in the background? I would say it's, like, a five. Like, there's... It's like 50-50 whether I'm going to be looking at my phone or actually watching. Um, Jets reported today, by the way. Hard Knocks season is Hard here. Hard Knocks. Official, I am, official. I am I'm, excited I'm for that. I am too. It'll be interesting. I mean, Quinn Williams is hilarious. Just show him the whole time. Like, that dude is hysterical. What like, did he say during the draft process? And he was like, uh, never mind. Oh, my God. I forget I what wish, it was, but it was so, that video I, was so funny. When He's I like, you're did, not going to get me. When I did the Tua profile, and I was down in Alabama with Tua for, it was like a couple of days with BR, like, Quinton was, like, alongside. And I wish I could remember, because we're just sitting there talking, and it was just, I remember telling you this, like, how funny this dude is. Like, walking in and just, like, I mean, 
he is just like a natural comedian. It's crazy. He's still just 25. Um, it'll be fun. Like, I am excited. Like, my Jets, like, the fact that they reported today, like, feels. Got some feels about that. Um, I'm ready for football. Um, I am too. I've gotten, like, hyped in the last, like, week. I'm, like, ready for football to start. I am too. So, uh, would you like to hear some Vegas escapades? Uh, yes. Vegas story. We didn't get to... We didn't get to, so we did talk a little Vegas on the episode that's just in the abyss. Um, oh, that's right. So people don't know that you did, in fact, go I to did, Vegas. Yeah, that's true. I So, yes, I was in Vegas, uh, Golden Tee World Championship. It was awesome. It was fun. It was exhausting. It was all those things. Um, I did commentary. My voice is recovering. I did about 13 hours of commentary, so I'm still on the struggle bus. But three-card poker, which I think we talked about, is like my game. I love three-card poker. It is a very dumb game because you get three cards and then you're pretty much like, did I do well or not? I had one of the strangest table situations I've ever had. Okay. Playing at a table. Vibes are great, right? Table chi is very important to me, okay? It's very finicky. You've got to be with people that you like because if okay. you're miserable, okay, just get up and walk away and do something else, okay? I've sat next to too many crab-ass shitheads that, like, I'm not doing it anymore. So... Drinks are flowing, vibes are good. I'm losing money. That's okay. I'm happy. And it's 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 a it's a good table. The dealer is funny. You get three cards in the three card poker. There's all these different bonuses you could play. I'm I'm playing all of them. And the dealer says, Hey, look blind. Like I don't even look at your chips. Look blind. And I said, sure. I don't like doing that. And but I dealer flips over two fives. He looks at my cards and he starts laughing. I have two fives. This is a very nice win. Yeah. I forget what it is. I think it's 50 to one, right? So this is a good hundreds of hundreds of dollars celebrating, having a good time. Uh, I will not say where I'm playing to just to keep this. I'm, I'm talking to friends. Drinks are flowing. Somebody says something to the dealer behind the table. It's like a fellow dealer about the way that he dealt me my chips. And the guy lost his mind dealer on dealer fighting i have you know like jerry Maguire, what? like the freak out yeah the middle of the so i'm waiting for my chips right i'm I'm having a good time in the middle of the casino the guy's like i hate this fucking job and he just starts i mean like like a fuse like that was this now, your was, dealer that was getting so it upset? was my dealer who was okay. who was great and like somebody like the other dealer said Made something to him and he just lost his mind. No. And I've never, it was like a five to 10 minute, it was to a point where I was going to get up and like intervene if it was going to get like weird. And like a friend of mine puts his hands on my shoulders like, hey buddy, this probably ain't your thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just there to help. Well, did you get your chips first and foremost? Well, here's the thing. So they pay out and he gets carried out of there by security. Like he gets walked out. And as he's walking out, I just hand him like 50 bucks. I'm like, Great hands. What? Great hand. Um, I've never seen it. So here's what happens. Replacement dealer comes in. Nice lady. The table is shook. Two hands later, People I get three sevens. People stayed at the table? Oh, is... fuck yeah. I was hot. Two hands later, I get three sevens. 40 to one. Like another is $600. Right? And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. They shut down the table after the next hand. They shut it down. The, the They said they didn't have a dealer, but like we're winning money. It starts to turn. This guy just got carried out of there. And then they shut down the table. And I just like had this money and I like went to the bar and I'm like, what did, what did I just witness? What just happened? Like, what just happened? I've never seen a dealer create a scene. I've seen people make scenes. People are wonderful at making scenes. Patrons yeah. make scenes constantly. And then everyone in like attendance was just speechless. It was, it was wild. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, and he did. He pulled the, the like the half bake, you know, like the fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Like that was like he was like he was there, right? He was there. Like that wow. was it was a good rant. Somebody this guy has got to his have. I'm gonna search TikTok high and low. Somebody has to have video of this. It was um, that that it insane. was pretty wild. It was it was pretty wild. I mean, good the, for you though. Good for you. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And then it just like it, I had to go to bed. I was I was like exhausted. Oh, that that sounds like an emotionally traumatizing experience. But it was great. So Vegas was good. It was so hot. Oh my god. Uh, 
yeah. 118 degrees. It's, no, it's insane. Um, I mean, yeah, and, I was and, in New York and it was like humid and warm. And I was like, I can't do no, this. No, it was, it was humidity. nuts. But I had a good That's time. That's a dry it heat. Is, yes, it's very good to be back. So how was New York? It was wonderful. I, it's my one of my favorite places in the world. I love being there. I was there for a whole week. Um, but like I said, storm-wise, kind of nuts. There was like a, a lot of people had trouble getting in and out, luckily, knock on whatever. I just had the best luck when it comes to travel um, on those things and did not have any delays or cancellations. Um, but it was pretty awesome. Not going to lie. I love it there. Had a little BR summit. Behind the curtain, you know, we got to get stuff planning for football season. So, yeah, Jobs, we all met in one place sir. in New York. Yeah, I was doing work that, most of the time. Still enjoyed myself, though, because the city never sleeps. You, where did you eat pizza from? Uh, I had pizza from two different places. Uh, Prince Street Pizza and... Oh, actually, no, just Prince Street this time. But John's Good. Bleaker is my favorite. But Prince John's Street Pizza is... Yeah, Prince Street John's is my is favorite. The best. Um, but that's the one that I got on the on the podcast. My brother delivered it to my room um, while we were recording. So I think I have a clip of that. I'll post it maybe sometime this week. Um, yes, no, it's uh, that's awesome. I'm jealous about the pizza. In fact, that was a that was a great part of our episode that we'll maybe partially see the light at the end. Yeah, so, maybe at no, some point. That's wonderful. Um, anything else? No, the only other thing they got was on the, the last episode that didn't make it out to the public was that Daniel yep. Ricardo is returning to the F1 grid. And I just have to say and acknowledge that for my like three F1 listeners of this podcast that I'm very excited and I can't wait for Hungry this week. Um, yes, my only other thing, it's Vegas related. I was in Old Vegas for the first time forever. My hotel room looked at the swim up. Cir- uh, circa circa so I, nice. I could wake up and drink coffee and look out my window and watch wimbledon on the that's amazing swimmer. by the way it was i won big on the semifinals and then i lost in the finals which made me sad well that's you know that's what we do though it's like in the yeah. up and down roller coaster that's why it's interesting um yeah buddy it's almost flipped in fact after this pod we're like we have like shit to talk about we got we're things plotting, to get ready for plotting we got season. like um actual football work to, to do so let's cut it short. Let's go talk about work because people here will, will certainly hopefully benefit from it. Um, for Paige, I am Adam. We will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>